Here at this intuitive public radio, we are talking about pain a lot. We're talking about pain patients. We're talking about experiencers of pain, and we're talking about people with experiences of severity that others are not able to understand because they have not shared those same experiences. There are countless laborers and industry workers and people in the military and people who work in dangerous jobs serving their community. They increasingly experience greater and greater intractable pain that they are told to shrug off or to not believe in, but they are not given any options that effectively address the pain they're in. Part of what frustrates us so much here is that we are discovering every single day that all of the methods of pain relief that the mainstream is aware of, many of them work great, but they're not talking about the most effective means of pain relief, and that is living in supportive, connective, caring communities. If people do not give one another the privilege of living together in safe communities like these, in, in, in communities that are considering necessary problem solving and doing so intuitively, by listening to one another most effectively. We can't address the problems we're facing, not disconnected, not isolated from one another, and not endlessly fighting either. But when we fail to listen to people experiencing severity and to patients in pain, and to people without the privilege of being called patients who can never access doctors who are nonetheless in terrible, unremitting pain. We force them into a nightmare reality where their increasing need to call for help becomes screams. And our society, even willfully and with a mind to, to the lucrative nature of such control structures, <laughs> misinterprets those screams, is not able to listen effectively and successfully to the content of those screams, and mischaracterizes them in a culture that obscures and erases the voices of these sufferers who have such important information for us. Instead of allowing them to continue dying, screaming, as they are doing now, daily. We choose to make spaces for them and practice, all of us together, the skills of emotional intelligence, the skills of emotional labor, and come to a greater understanding of the invisible gifts that we all can offer to one another that takes us out of pain, that resolves the terrible things that we are all suffering, and quiets the screaming 
in a way that brings relief to everybody. In a way that brings relief to those who were screaming, who no longer have to scream. That is a magical healing thing. Effective communication relieves pain. This is Intuitive Public Radio, and thank you for listening. The World Egg, Yin Yang. The ancient great mother of all living gave birth parthenogenetically to herself and the entire cosmos. She was the world egg containing the two halves of all polarities or dualisms, the yin-yang of continuity and change, expansion and contraction of the universe. This process is symbolized by the spiral turning continuously in on itself, by conscious breath waking from sleep and sinking back into sleep, Kali or Euronim, dancing the universe into being and then to destruction and death. The ascending spiral is matter transforming into spiritual psychic energy. Simultaneously from the descending spiral, the materialization of the spirit comes the differentiation of the whole manifest world. The spiral involution of energy into matter is the primary movement of the universe into created beings. The spiral evolution of matter into energy is the creative movement of these beings, consciously evolving back to their source. Inhaling and exhaling breaths of living cosmos spirals the universe into creation and dissolution. Energy, matter, world, spirit, radiant energy can be transformed into massive particles and vice versa. The spiral is the symbolic key to immortality or eternal process and is identified with the moon. Ancient as this cosmology is, it remains the most accurate statement of cosmic process yet made. 20th century physicists using their very different mathematical language have only been able to confirm these ancient conceptions of how the universe creates and recreates itself.
So all of these patients who have extreme pain, who are managing in their communities because their communities are helping them access things like cannabis of complex legality. And when their pain is too much, no one listens to them. Pain patients are locked up. Sexual abuse is ignored. And the need for legitimate pain solutions is ignored while we also continue to ignore the substances in our environments that we have plenty of information about but don't talk about for interesting reasons. So we're not going to address the real reason for the extreme physical pain you're in. We are going to force you to accept interventions that are entirely inappropriate and that harm and traumatize you more greatly so that you'll do what we want or you won't be able to communicate eventually. That's what our society is doing. This is how our societal supports for people in hardship are working. I wanna talk a bit about why professionals would behave this way when examination of the facts would lead most professionals to feel embarrassed at their lack of awareness of the suffering of their patients. We also can't ignore that many patients are coming to these circumstances through experiences where they have got to find any means of pain relief they can find to avoid terrible, violent deaths that the people around them don't at all understand. And so when patients come into these contexts from communities that have, for instance, the privilege of sharing different substances with one another that are illegal or not illegal or should be legal or this or that or the other thing. And there are lots of substances that fall under those headings. And there are also lots of interventionary activities that fall under those headings. Communities help the members of their communities access these things if it is commonly said to be appropriate to help people access these things. But if their own, if their own understanding only goes so far of what the pain patient is experiencing, communities that help one another with pain relief are often suddenly and in, in the moment inexplicably leaving pain patients abandoned to whatever elements they are then abandoned to. People in these communities themselves are so beset by stress and abuse in their living places, in their workplaces, they feel legitimately that they must trust these greater organizations of, of professionals and figures of authority and guidelines 
that tell us how to live in our society. But if those guidelines abandon people telling the truth about their pain experience, we as a society no longer have adequate survival reflex. And we are missing the evidence of our own oncoming demise if we allow systems to continue operating in these ways. My experience with professionals who are paid by taxpayers and by many others <laughs> financially and in other ways to create supposed supports for people in hardship and adversity. But something has gone wrong in these professional contexts. And my personal experience of a professional context such as these is that the ways that they obtained my cooperation used the leverage they already had from what brought me to their healing environment in the first place, sex trafficking. The people in the facility that I was voluntarily, involuntarily incarcerated in used exactly the same techniques as sex traffickers to get my cooperation. Did I manage to speak that sentence? I did. And I'm very sorry to tell you that this circumstance, this inappropriate mistreatment is rampant. The reason many, many people never hear about it is because the people it happens to lose their ability to communicate about it. Thank you, Intuitive Public Radio, for helping me regain my ability to communicate about it. The world eggs two halves were white and black, light and dark, night and day, hot and cold, life and death. It contained within itself all oppositions, but it also stated the union of opposites, as the continuum is contained and synthesized within the spiral. In the Orient, some early time in the millennia before our era, this idea was formulized in the concept of yin yang. Yin, or negative principle, originally referred to the dark or shadow side of a mountain. It shared attributes with the earth, moon, and water. Yang, or positive principle, signifying bright banners in the wind or the light side of a mountain, was linked with the sky, sun, and fire. After several generations of Eastern philosophers, everything became classified under these categories, including the sexes. Yin was female, Yang was male. I seem to have lost my place, which is a particular thing that certain 
professionals watch out for because if a person who is vulnerable, marginalized, and experiencing extreme pain and complex health conditions loses their place, it's an opportunity for a professional to impose that professional's pet methodology. Whatever that professional feels will best further their career and the perception of their own professionalism in their professional communities, they will then impose upon the patient. And many professionals do not understand how inappropriate and abusive it is to take advantage of a person suffering extreme intractable pain and say that they lost their place and can't remember momentarily because they have a problem that only this professional can solve. I suddenly notice some things that these professionals have in common with our current presidency. But not just that, lots and lots of other things. You are listening to SciVisor, real life survival of psychiatric astonishment. Our astonishment on this intuitive public radio. You can find us by navigating to t.me slash intuitive emergent slash 999. And you can subscribe to our dedicated broadcast channel for SciVisor. You can even submit your own content and request a microphone with the link provided and tell whatever parts of your experience have been quiet for too long and need to be heard by others and witnessed and in community, in caring for one another, addressed sufficiently. That would sure be a relief. We created this telegram zine to discuss more effectively the mythology of inexplicably destructive mental illness, which is getting into a lot of different places in our communities and causing problems that get worse and worse invisibly, causing terrible stress to everybody. And you may be coming to the conclusion now, if you have absorbed the content we've been compiling since this morning, that there is something going wrong in our systems of support for people who are struggling, suffering, who are in intractable pain, who are experiencing complex chronic disease. What's going wrong now for these individuals can only be solved by learning to be brave enough to listen and recognize understanding in the screams of suffering people. Because as soon as they get their needs met, they stop screaming. But what we have now is we have a lot of systems that believe in the mythology of inexplicably destructive mental illness. And they don't think that that bears listening. They don't think that listening is a solution 
because they don't understand and they don't think it's possible to reach understanding. This is not the position you want to find yourself in. If you, like me, suddenly lose the ability to communicate. I would like to pause for a moment to allow you to contemplate. Quite a lot of people are suffering these nightmare scenarios and they may never extract themselves from these situations. We can change this. It is not too late. Yin and Yang were not seen as hostile and irreconcilable opposites, vying for control over the universe. Nor was one good and the other evil. On the contrary, Yin and Yang constantly complement each other to maintain cosmic harmony. And they are not fixed, static principles, but transform each other and transmute into each other in an ongoing process. Without the eternal movements and interchanges of these forces, life wouldn't exist. Winter, which is yin, changes into summer, which is yang. Both yin and yang can create, both can destroy. The life-giving sun, which can also scorch and kill life, gives way to the dark, barren cold of the earth in which new life seeds will invisibly germinate. The yin-yang images and conceptual categories are pagan from the land since they emerge from close prolonged experience and observation of natural processes. These processes are not linear but cyclic. Life transmutes into death, which turns into life again in a great revolving wheel. The moon goes through its changes, dies and is reborn because it circles in a circling cosmos. And so the moon, like the serpent, is the avatar of these processes. The psychic focus is not on the mutual antagonisms, but on the subtle interchanges and permutations, the dance of the polarities. Later Mandarin philosophers like Confucius used the yin-yang principles to serve the hierarchic politics of the Chinese court and the patriarchal state, emphasizing dominant yang over submissive yin. Earlier Taoists, though, gave full value to the negative force or shadow side, yin, as a creative power equal to the yang. Taoism, a mystic and sexual religious philosophy, originated in ancient Chinese matriarchy, 
which saw the male as the earth animal and the female as the animal of change or transforming principle. The original I Ching characters for the female and male principles, the receptive and the creative hexagrams, contained these matrifocal meanings also. As Western alchemists and later Western physicists were to confirm, it is the negative pole that initiates the creative activity of matter. Some physicists theorize that the universe began to organize, gathering shape and motion in the shadow sides of randomly scattered particles. Also until recently, scientists have assumed that the weight of the universe was in bright stars and speedy particles, but now they have found enormous amounts of dark, cold matter circling the stars and all galactic bodies, and this matter is preponderant and responsible for the weight of the universe, which functions as gravity. As they report, the structure of the whole universe appears to be shaped by the gravity of dark matter. What has been called the dark, the negative, the female in both the celebratory and the pejorative senses is now seen to be the original creating and sustaining force of the universe. If the expanding universe is ever to contract again, it will be from the gravity of this dark matter. The corruption of the original yin-yang oracular mystical synthesis into a dualistic system of hierarchy, dominance, and oppression occurred in the East as in the West in the shift of human culture from land tribal to court hierarchic. In other words, in the shift from matrifocal rural to patrifocal urban social structures. In the patriarchal struggle for property and power, the yin-yang equation became a tool, a weapon of inequality and repression, both economic and sexual. Now the yin, as receptive feminine, was interpreted as sexual, intellectual, and spiritual passivity, inferiority, and subordination. Yang as active masculine was interpreted as sexual, intellectual, and spiritual aggression, superiority, and dominance. In the West, also, these religiously institutionalized sexual dualisms have created the ideal of heterosexual patriarchal marriage, in which a sexually oppressed and economically dependent wife serves a sexually and economically dominant husband. These concepts are highly political and serve to maintain and justify patriarchy and the subjugation of women. Yin wisdom is scorned by men as irrational weakness and yang power is used to justify any kind of exploitative action, no matter how unjust and brutal. But these are not the original meanings of these terms. 
the original meanings apply to the interworkings of rather impersonal and certainly non-domestic forces. Much like the negative and positive electrical poles in a battery, as R. Buckminster Fuller put it, energy, when its potential is built to sufficient voltage, must arc over to the dominant negative. Excerpt begins, page 63. The Great Cosmic Mother Rediscovering the Religion of the Earth by Monica Sue and Barbara Moore. Reading out loud makes me feel better. Thank mm-hmm. you.